This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast. I am Elvis Presto, and I am here with my co-host, The Left Shark, and we... And we are here to talk about the five most iconic Super Bowl musical performances. Jason? Yes. If they got those references, they already know more about the halftime show than they need to know. That's true. That's true. This is kind of a little mini episode that we're throwing in in between season two and season three. Yeah, we're coming out strong season three in just a few weeks. we got the 50th anniversary of The Godfather coming up, and we're going to compare Godfather 1, Godfather 2, and Goodfellas. Goodfellas, another iconic gangster movie to decide what the best of the best are. Right? I know, that's going to be fantastic. And then we got Batman 89 versus The Dark Knight. Yep. Are you we, kidding me? Right. we got the release of the new The Batman in store in early March, I think. Yeah, it is. is. Yeah. And so we will, we'll look at those two classics and then we'll also probably check out The Batman and decide whether it holds up next to those amazing movies. That's right. We got some great stuff coming for you this season. We're going to spend three weeks in June of 1982. We got the celebration of the summer of 87 that we're going to do. The stuff we've got coming is going to be amazing. Just, just a, a little bit of a teaser. We will have the worst of the number fours in 1987. We are going to be comparing Superman for the quest for more money and Jaws. <laughs> The quest for sun in the fun. We are going to settle the debate for what <laughs> is the actual best. Worst. Worst of those two dregs. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to talk about the top. You've got your list. I've got my list. Yep. Top five musical performances in the Super Bowl. I'm ready to go. Okay. So this is going to be fun. I, I it, was, it was fun to go back and look at the musical performances from the Super Bowls, but to decide which of all of them are the top five. Most iconic. Most iconic. Now, we're not saying best. That's we're, an important distinction. It is an important distinction. We are saying most iconic. Most iconic. Right. Okay. So we... We're we jumping in. Let's go. Okay, let's jump in right now. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I've got two honorable mentions. So if okay, you've only got right. one, I'll go first. No, I got two. I got two. Go ahead. All right. So my first honorable mention, most iconic. Yes. Is got to be the Aerosmith and NSYNC combination. And the reason that it's most iconic to me is you have Miss Britney Spears in the Dallas Cowboy football pants. <laughs> and oh my gosh. She's on my list, by the way, you know, it's laminated too. My, the top five, you know, the, the allowable five, it, it, she's on my list. If you, you will see me from time to time, if you're in Norman, Oklahoma, walking around with a Britney t-shirt shirt. I have on. seen you wear that. Yeah. It, she, it gets a lot of, it gets a lot of attention. They're like, why crazy. are you wearing that shirt? <laughs> and I said, Hey, I know a whole lot of people that are way crazier than she is and they can do anything that she wants. They want. So, you know what? Hey, listen, on that performance, you, you have Aerosmith yeah. and Britney Spears and in sync, I believe, in that yeah. performance. Yes. Singing Walk This Way. Yep. Dude, it's iconic. Oh, dude. And they're doing the throwback to our Run DMC episode. They are doing the 
the shuffle back and forth on the stairs, just like Run DMC did in the Walk This Way video they did with Aerosmith. It would have been really cool if Run DMC would have been there. It, it would have been cool. Our but, buddy Def Dave would have definitely preferred that over in sync. I can tell you that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but NSYNC did not do a bad job. They were definitely singing their own songs. Well, that's important distinction because <laughs> there's a lot of people who did not do that in the Super Bowl performance. Right. Okay. So what do you got for honorable mention? Honorable mention number one for me is Paul McCartney. Okay. Paul McCartney actually is the first guy out of the gate after the nipple gate incident. He is, he's on my list, so we can go into great detail on him if you want to. You want to go? Okay. Okay. So anyway, Paul McCartney, honorable mention number one. Right. So the other honorable mention for me is most iconic. Yes. Not because it was good. Yes. It was Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Bruno Mars did a spot on job. Bruno Mars is a fantastic performer, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers came out. And although you could tell that Anthony Kiedis was actually singing, number one, it was a weird combination to have to have the doo-wop style singing and dancing and the flashy gold suits can, and then the alternative no shirt jumping out. But then everybody kind of was like, wait a minute, are they actually playing their instruments? And the answer is no, they were not. <laughs> So most iconic, this was like, dude, Red Hot Chili Peppers, how are you guys not playing your instruments? You're supposed to be a rock band. What's going on? And they came out with some lame, well, the NFL told us that this was the best option that, you know, he's saying, but we not play our instruments. Right. Pretty lame. Okay. Pretty lame. Honorable mention number two for me. Yes. Okay. Most iconic. Yeah. I'm going with Michael Jackson in 1993. grandfather of the iconic choir fan participation yeah. uh, halftime shows and at that time you know i mean michael was still riding high off the of thriller and dangerous the ratings for the first time in ever i think yeah went up at halftime yeah it was a great show yeah. it was a great show no question about it that was the cowboys versus the bills i'm a big dallas cowboys fan mm -hmm. and so had a good time that day i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> i felt a little a little Rick Moranis, no, 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 no. There's a little Rick, Rick Moranis going on there. I don't know what it's going to A little bleed over from Ghostbusters there. Right. Okay. Okay, so we jumping in now? Let's go. Okay, top five. Five. Number five. Yes. Number five for me. The most iconic. Most iconic is from February 1st, 2015, Super Bowl number 49, Patriots versus the Seahawks, Katy Perry. fantastic show yes right yes so she comes out singing roar we got the eye of the tiger roar on a giant golden Lion. tiger yes it's a tiger it's she's a singing liger. i have the tiger <laughs> just giant golden tiger robot thing and it's it's amazing now you know the spectacle is something that happens frequently on super bowl halftime shows i don't care that much about the spectacle i right. don't need the big sing and dance numbers 
with the you know all of the stuff but this one was honestly it was pretty good that tiger was pretty amazing it was amazing yeah she does four costume changes that happen in a matter of seconds and i'm just like what is going by the way she's also on my list laminated list on the list (laughs) she's very nice looking lady but as awesome as her performance was and it's one of the best that there have been yes You've also got Lenny Kravitz in there. Yeah, he was singing, killing it with the guitar. Singing I Kissed a Girl. I'm really thinking that should have been Missy Elliott singing that song with her. But what anyway, Missy Elliott <laughs> shows up later. So she sings Roar. She sings Dark Horse. She sings I Kissed a Girl, Teenage Dream, California Girls. There's a little medley of those. But the reason that it's the most iconic is the left shark. I know, right? The left shark. <laughs> the left shark. So the left shark, she's got this dance number during Teenage Dream, California Girls. She's got this dance number where there are two people in shark costumes behind her, and one of them goes rogue. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like Leslie Nielsen from Naked Gun had to dress up in a shark. (laughs) He's Uh, protecting the queen or something like that. That's hilarious. And so almost instantaneously, like Snoop Dogg later on that night is texting saying, I was dressed up as the left shark, and then left shark became a meme that's famous now. Like it so. Number was five. it really Snoop Dogg as Left Shark? No, it's, okay. it's some guy. I, I, I looked him up, but I, <laughs> we don't need to repeat his name on here. But he basically just said, well, you know, it's all choreographed, but you have like this ability to improv. And I thought, why not? And I was like, hmm. well, it was choreographed, but man, I can't see in this costume. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so interesting note on that Super Bowl. Number one, Patriots beat the Seahawks 28 to 24. Yeah. There was a little bit of, you know, back and forth about who was going to do the show. There were some questions about like, hey, are you willing to give the NFL money to appear at the halftime show? Yeah. And so there was this huge petition to get Weird Al Yankovic as the halftime show. I I heard this. Yeah. That's fantastic. I would love to have Weird Al. Yeah. So that'll come up later. Okay. All right. My number five is from Super Bowl 36. That's February 7th, 2002. That's you too. Okay. I've got them on here as well. Let's talk about them when we get to them on your list. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Four. Number four for me. Yep. Is Katy Perry. Okay. Well, so there we go. Just to expand on what you kind of said, the giant golden lion, the left shark. Yep. And then having the song firework at the end and having fireworks everywhere. Yeah. Like I said, it's not the best performance, but it's iconic. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, love that one. So, my number four was your honorable mention. It was Paul McCartney. Like you said, this came out the year after Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake had their whole ordeal. He did Drive My Car. Yes. Which, by the way, my 10-year-old daughter, this week, this week, as we're walking out of the, her basketball game, she's like, can we listen to the Beatles on the way home? I'm like, oh, yeah. I haven't listened to the Beatles with you. How do you know them? She's like, I think I found an old CD that you made for like one of our older siblings. And I was like, that's awesome. And then we get in and she knows the song. She's like, can you do, can you do Twist and Shout? Can you do Baby Drive My Car? And I'm like, what? It's fantastic. She's like, I love them. I'm like, this is fantastic that you just happened to find this love of the Beatles with your child that you didn't even, it is pure luck. Way to go. So he did Drive My Car. He did Get Back, and then a big one, yeah. Live and Let Die. And every time it was 
da da the fireworks blow up they would do the big sky view shot it was amazing but the coup de gras the best part i mean tear up right yeah he does hey jude and after one verse of na 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 he shuts off the music and you have a stadium full of tens of thousands of people singing together it's so moving so amazing Totally with you, man. I totally, I'm a sucker for the Hey Jude at the very end. Yeah. Now, Live and Let Die blows my friggin' doors off, but it's the Hey Jude sing-along at the end, and I'm waving my hands and just... Yeah, Hallelujah. everybody had their, their cigarette lighters out or whatever it was at right. that point, right? I mean, it, there were lights, there was love. It was a thing to behold. All right. Three. All right, what's your number three? Number three. Yes. Most iconic. Yeah. I'm a crush you here. You ready for this? Yeah. February 4th, 2007. Prince. Oh, no, let's go. You don't lie. Number three. You have it as number three? Okay, now listen. It's not best because best is Prince. Okay. Most iconic. He's number three. All right. And I assume that you've got him higher on your list. So let's uh, talk about him when we get there. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Your number three. Uh, my number three is Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, which I'm guessing is coming up in a bit on your list. So we'll talk about that one in a second. Well, let's talk about it now because it's my number two. Two. Okay. Perfect. So lay into it. Okay. So everybody knows, like everybody knows, right? So let's just remember a little bit from the performance itself, right? Yeah. So what Super Bowl number was this? This was Super Bowl number 38. 38, the one right before the Paul McCartney one. That's right. It's February 1st, 2004. <clears throat> so Janet Jackson starts out and then, and she does a great job. And you've got, as you would expect with Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation time, she's got lots of dancers. There's lots of movement going on. P. Diddy comes out. He does a funny little, you know, hey, Diddy, you're so fine. The Mickey thing, yeah. Yes, and that's cool. I dig it. Yep. Did you mention Jessica Simpson at the very beginning? Oh, I forgot. Jessica Simpson, who's also on my list. (laughs) Anyway. We're hitting your, your, that's a trifecta right now. Yeah. Katy Perry, Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson, and Lenny Kravitz. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pretend like I did. I'm sorry. Well, he kissed a girl. Anyway. Jessica Simpson at the very beginning is like, hey, Houston, are you ready to rock? And she looks fantastic. Yeah. And she gets us kicked off right out of the gate. But yes, Janet Jackson, you've got Justin Timberlake, you've got Kid Rock doing yeah, his thing. Yeah. Uh, Nelly does his thing. Yep. P. Diddy. But let's talk about what's really iconic here. Okay. This introduced a phrase into the English language that did not exist before. Yes. It did not. Yes. These two words did not get put together before this event occurred. 
Yes. And here's the question. Do we believe those two words? Absolutely not. Not a bit. Are you? Not a bit. We are not stupid. I saw her on Oprah and how embarrassed she was. And I heard Justin Timberlake's apology and okay, but you guys meant to do that. That was absolutely a, they, that now, was a publicity grab. Janet said that they it was meant to be provocative and there was supposed to be something underneath. Yeah. But not full on right boob. Well, she had a pasty. It was like a giant pasty. It was like a thing, you know. And that people don't wear that unless they're expecting to expose their boobs. Exactly. That's yeah. Exactly. But wardrobe malfunction. Wardrobe malfunction. Wardrobe malfunction. My boob. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying it. Okay, no. now listen. Okay. Let me let me give some evidence to why this needs to be higher on your list. Okay. okay? Now, like I said before, Prince's performance was absolutely the best halftime show in Super Bowl history. Right. But when we're talking about iconic moments, okay, mm-hmm. Janet Jackson's right boob. Yeah. Historically, like internet history. Okay. Is the most searched. <laughs> item in internet history okay 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 it broke the internet do you remember this happening by the way like do you were you well, watching watch yes okay i can remember watching the super bowl this was like a church like we were this is early 2000s so we were just getting involved with our church family at that point and nobody watched the halftime show oh my god like we all just, you know, when it came halftime, we all hung out and talked to each other and had snacks and that sort of thing and went back and watched the second half. And it wasn't until the next day that I was like, oh, there was some sort of event oh at gosh. the halftime show. I watched it with our church youth group <laughs> and everybody was screwing around, getting nachos and playing ping pong or whatever. One kid. Did you guys see that? <laughs> that was her boob. <laughs> And everybody's like, what, what, what? Yeah, you, you know. can't, couldn't rewind it back then. So, so listen to this. Yeah. So that that happened, a little microcosm happened in our church youth group. Yeah. And it happened around the world. Yeah. Like everybody was like, wait a minute, what? Janet Jackson showed her boob on to the entire world? What? Right. Okay. So there was a guy out there who went searching on the internet to find it mm-hmm. and was frustrated because it was either blurred out or it was mentioned, but it's not shown. Okay. And so what did he do? The entrepreneur in him said, I'm going to create a website that you can load and watch short videos. YouTube was created due to Janet Jackson's right boob. Shut your mouth. Absolute truth. Wow. How about that? That's pretty impressive. Iconic moment. Okay. So I, I, because it's iconic, uh, I still am putting it at number three. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. I don't care. All right. That's fine. Because internet searches and the creation of YouTube is certainly spectacular, but we've got number two and number one to talk about here, and, and it goes beyond that. All right, all right. What you got? Number two for you. Okay, for for me, number two. Yes, is YouTube. Okay. Let's talk about that. Okay. Do you have you have YouTube, right? I do have YouTube as my number five. You had as number five. So let's talk about it. Okay. This happened 2002. Yep. Just months after 9/11 occurs. That's correct. In this show, they play. They only play like three songs. Right. And it's like a, it's a YouTube concert. Yeah. There's no dancers. Yes. There's no big spectacular show. It's a U2 concert. And then they pull up this large flag behind them and they start running the names of all of the victims of September 11th, 
by flight number, by city location, New York City Fire Department, New York City Police Department, while he's singing The Streets Have No Name. Uh, it's incredibly moving. These guys from Ireland give so much love to the United States. It's amazing. Yeah. It goes beyond what the internet can do. It goes to, we will stand together as a people. And at the very end, he opens up his jacket and inside his jacket, he's got the American flag and is pulling it out and is honoring America in its, one of the worst times in its history. So you've got U2's best song, yeah. Where the Streets Have No Name, yeah. Victims of 9-11, just months after the bombing. Yeah. We were a country wounded at that moment. Yep. Certainly, certainly iconic moment. By the way, side note. Yeah. That happened February 3rd, 2002. Yeah. Okay, that's Super Bowl 36. Okay. That was the first Super Bowl that Tom Brady won. Ah. Here we are in 2022. He is the defending Super Bowl champion quarterback. So, all right, we are on to number one. I want you to go first because I know what your number one is. You, you do know what my number one is. Let's talk about it. All right. That's my number three. Right. You're number three. Okay. My number one kind of depends on how you define what the word iconic means, I guess. Sure. Certainly the invention of YouTube is pretty iconic. The fact that everybody knows the, the boob grab is pretty iconic. Yep. Nipple gate. But when you have not just a stadium, but an entire country moving behind a moment, that's why I pick YouTube as number two. Okay. One. Number one. Prince. It's got to be Prince. And I'll tell you why. It's a fantastic performance. Yes, it is. There's really no one else involved other than Prince. It's not a big, huge spectacle, although there's plenty of spectacle there. Sure. But how many halftime shows have been touched by the hand of God? There is one. Yes. And it is Prince. Oh, it's so wonderful. Because it's rain. Pouring oh, rain. Pouring rain on a slick stage and there's no mishaps. Yep. It doesn't fall. Right. No, none of the dancers fall. Nobody even looks like they're getting wet. Right. I mean, he's got a do-rag on, but I, I mean, it, you can't even tell that he's getting wet. And the only way that you know that it's raining is there's water droplets on the cameras that are filming him. And because all of the lights are purple, the rain it's is purple. Fantastic, it's purple. Man. Rain during the song, purple rain that's not possible without God reaching down <laughs> and touching the hand of the purple master himself. It's it literally is like the God of the universe said, You're not going to have this guy around forever. Mm. So watch this incredible thing I'm about to do. Yeah. And you have, you have, let's go crazy. You have a cool rendition of Baby I'm a Star. Yeah, all along the Watchtower. You have a little bit of Proud Mary in 1999. They did with the band. I know. They did with the band, the marching band. That was fantastic. And then you have the epic finale of Purple Rain in the rain. Flashback to our Purple Rain track-by-track track episode that we did last summer. And movie. And movie. Yeah. It's the best album of the 1980s. Spiking my football on that one. Okay. All right. And this is the greatest Super Bowl halftime performance of all time. Spiking my football on that one. Okay. So you agree that it's the greatest? Yes. But you've got some case to contend that it is not the most iconic. Yes. And I, I think I'm going to maybe not win you over, but you're going to have to allow me a little bit on this one. Okay. okay. So before we did this, we wanted to be clear. <clears throat> These are the top five Super Bowl musical performances. Yeah. All right. So my number one moment is not a halftime show. 
My number one moment is Whitney Houston singing the Star Spangled Banner at the beginning of Super Bowl 25. It is a song that every single time I listen to it, it makes me emotional. At a time when we were just weeks into the Gulf War. Yeah. It was a fantastic moment and the gold standard of the Star Spangled Banner spiking my football. It has never been sung better than that rendition right there. She did a good job. I think you cheated. <laughs> I told you what we you were doing. You said, well, I'm not going to let you know what happened, but I'm going I'm to make it work. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Now okay. listen, that, so that was released as a single. Mm-hmm. It was so popular. Oh, yeah. It was released as a single in February of 91, re-released in September of 2001. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, no. And then again in January of 2021. It is the greatest musical performance in Super Bowl history. Everybody feel free to boo Jason on Twitter for for (laughs) twisting the rules here, but I I cannot argue against the fact that it it is an incredible musical performance. For sure. Uh, for sure. I mean, I'm very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> You're a big cheater. Oh. Hey, before we go, let's come up with three bands or artists that we would like to see perform in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Ready, set, go. Okay. You start. Okay. I even came up with combinations, right? So oh, they do these wow. funky combinations. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I would... It, just me, myself, I'd like to see Millie Vanilli and Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer, you know, <laughs> right? Or, you know... <laughs> I would like to see Poison Moore and Motley Crue, but here's here's my list, okay? Uh So number three, we're going Queen and the Foo Fighters, sharing a stage, singing, you know, we are the champions and we will rock you. We've resurrected Freddie Mercury from the dead. No, no, we've got Dave Grohl. Okay, so you've got got Brian May and the rest of Queen. Yes. And you've got Dave Grohl and his band singing. Yes. Together. Yes. Okay. All right. It's interesting. Okay. It's a combination I thing. Can, I can I can get on board with that. Go All ahead. right. My number two yeah. funky combination. Yeah. Bon Jovi and Taylor Swift. Okay. Taylor Swift up there helping him out, singing Wanted Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Okay. I'm going with it okay. in the uh, the same walk this way, Britney Spears aspect. Uh-huh. And my number one most wanted Super Bowl artist, Metallica. Bring on Metallica. Listening to them play Enter Sandman while everybody in the audience is thumping and jumping. Come on. It doesn't get any better than that. No, that's solid. That's solid. Okay, what do you got? Okay, so I noticed in my, when I was going through like what I loved, I don't like the combinations as much. 
I like the the individual artists. So I like Prince by himself. I like U2 by himself. I like Paul McCartney by himself. And the rest of them were iconic, not because they were great performances. So I didn't do any combinations. That's fine. But I would really love to see Pearl Jam play. Okay. We haven't had, despite the fact that alternative music, you know, took over the world for several years in the 90s. I am not aware that we've ever had any other than the Red Hot Chili Peppers faking their music, had any kind of alternative music play. So I would say Pearl Jam is my number three. Great. Number two, Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> I am fully in support. I want him to go out there and do his best bits. I want that one. I want that to be the show that has the most spectacle of any halftime show ever. I want there to be like a million people out on the field <laughs> dancing to fat oh, yes. and dare to be stupid and all of that. I just, I. A thousand dancers in fat outfits. Yes. <laughs> and for my number one, are you ready for this? Yes. I want to bring back the 1985 bears and have them sing the super bowl shuffle. oh that's fantastic man that is fantastic bring out refrigerator and mike singletary and jim mcmahon and willie golf and yeah. do the super bowl shuffle. now are you inviting the patriots to sing uh <laughs> patriots and we yeah no <laughs> all right well that's our list we would love to hear from you guys how do we do where do you rank your top five most iconic musical performances at the super bowl yeah. hit us up on facebook hit us up on twitter and be sure and hit subscribe we will be back in march with batman versus the dark knight see you soon put your chicken wings down and listen to this <laughs> and we're not doing this because we're greedy